0: Welcome to Truly Fit. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast, where we interview experts in fitness and health to expand our wisdom and wealth. I am your host, Steve Walshuto, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. As a reminder, on Thursdays, it's just me talking about something that is either trending in the health or fitness or medical communities or something that I previously touched on with a guest that I want to unpack and elaborate on and I didn't get the chance to in the interview conversations. On Mondays, I interview experts in the fitness and health-related realm. Sometimes it's about business associated with fitness. And on Thursdays, it is me just ranting and raving here a little bit. And today, I want to talk about four concepts Common lifting mistakes that people make. And I want to talk more about the general population. But of course, really, this is such a vague generality of mistakes that we all make this. And I probably make these from time to time, too. And it's just a reminder about if our goals are general, like I want to increase a little bit of my strength and my power. I want to look better. I have hypertrophy goals. I want to advance my body composition, or I want to put on muscle, which is, you know, 80% of the, there are some things that we should know that that are going to make this easier. And there's some things that we pass up on in our day-to-day routines. The first one is finding your peak zone. Let me define that. At some point in your workout, you are going to be the absolute strongest for that given exercise and those given muscles that are being used. For some people, they believe, and I think this is almost never the case, that it's immediately in your workout. So let's pick out an exercise, for example. Let's go to shoulder press. For some people, they think, I can do one quick warm-up set, and then instantly, I am now at my, my strongest because I'm saving energy. My shoulders have not been worked yet in order for me to get the most weight up that I can in that given time. I, I, I disagree with that, but what I will say is everybody is different. If you are doing shoulder presses, and let's say the the most you can get three reps of shoulder presses out are or, or sixty five pound dumbbells. When are you going to be able to do that? How many warm up sets do you need leading into that? How many total reps do you need? Lead- how many total reps do you need leading into that? How much time should it be the first exercise you do? Do you need to warm up cardiovascularly wise? So you need to go on the treadmill before you do this, or is it just that you're priming the muscles like your shoulders beforehand and your triceps and your and your upper pecs? Rather than actually just getting your whole body warm beforehand. These are the questions you have to ask yourself. How do I find my peak zone when I'm going about this? And there's no real way to do this except to tinker with it and to go through the process. It's all going to be guessing until you actually feel it out. So for me, let's stick with shoulder presses. I need to warm my whole body up before I'm in my peak zone. So I need 10, 12 minutes on the treadmill at this point in my life. It's changed throughout my fitness and athletic career. As I got older, as I got stronger, just my body changes, hormones change. But I need about 10, 12 minutes warming up in general. Then I need to do dynamic stretches. And then I probably need somewhere in the ballpark of 20 to 30 light repetitions priming that muscle before I'm in my peak zone to start lifting in the heavier weights with the lower repetition ranges. Now that's gonna change. And you have to fiddle with it as a personal trainer working with clients. And you as a general population, you're gonna have to mess with different routines to find where am I at my best? Am I at my best right away early on into my workout do i need to maybe be on my second set of exercises do i need that 10 minute warm-up or does that 10 12 minute warm-up actually wear me out everybody is different you can use numbers of course to track this but I'm not a big fan of that because even from a day-to-day perspective, it's going to be different. So it's really hard to just say, hey, I'm going to look at my watch and look at my heart rate, look how many calories I burned and look at all these different sleep patterns and see when when exactly I'm the best. I I think you ultimately have to feel it out. There's too many variables. You're not going to be able to track everything with numbers, but finding your peak zone is important when when your goal is to advance body composition and look better and be stronger and more powerful and have hypertrophy. You want to make sure that you're you're able to push Those repetitions lower and the weight heavier. And when can you do that? When are you the most able to do that in your workout? Uh, The second mistake that I see uh, of the four most common lifting mistakes that people make is arbitrary rep ranges. Why are we just picking out random rep ranges? Why do we just say, "Eh, yeah, we'll just do uh, 15, 12, uh, 8, and 4? Sometimes you have to pick one rep range and stick with it. That's what it seems like in your brain, right? Oh, I have to, I picked this rep range out. I'm going to stick with it. The problem is we know from the scientific perspective, your muscles and your body and that sort of like efferent, afferent neurons firing and that mind muscle connection, you're more likely to give out in that last repetition because you said my goal is to do four. As opposed to if you said, my goal was to do five, then you might have been able to get that extra repetition, which is going to challenge your muscles more. So, yes, you should have a spotter to make sure you can do that. But we need to stop always picking out these arbitrary rep ranges. And sometimes you just have to push past and say, I'm going to do as many as I can do on this set. Have a set. Have a spotter and say, I don't know. I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to push it out. Now, it's different. Like I said, let's go back to number one, finding your peak zone. If you're at an exercise where you're saying, hey, this exercise isn't as important to me as the second or third exercise that I'm going to be doing. So let's say, let's stick the shoulders. Maybe you do dumbbell shoulder press first, and then maybe you do some sort of incline overhead press with a barbell afterwards. And you're like, that's the, that's the more important exercise for me. So the sit down military press with the barbell. So because of that, I don't, want to, I don't want to push all out. I don't want to do as many reps as I can. I'm going to have a rep range and I'm not going to push past it. But at some point we have to push our bodies to get stronger right to tear those muscles down to let them grow back up and we have to get past whatever goals that we already had for rep ranges so you have to take those arbitrary rep ranges out and also it's okay to have rep ranges but but ask yourself why why is this my rep range is 15 12 8 4 better than uh 20 12 exactly am I doing this? Ask yourself that, or ask your personal trainer that, or you as a personal trainer, ask, ask yourself that for your client's sake. What exactly are the goals? Why am I using these rep ranges? They can't just be arbitrary all the time. Tempo. Tempo is the third most common lifting mistake I see people make. Most people have one tempo. It's one second up, one second down. They don't hold isometrically. For those who don't know, when I press forward the positive motion, or when I hold it at the top, or when I let it go, those have scientific names, okay? We call that positive motion pushing forward or pushing up or pulling towards us, whatever that major part of that first motion is the concentric motion. So let's say in a low row, pulling that weight towards us would be the concentric motion. In a military press, which we've been using as the example here, pushing that weight up would be the concentric or positive motion. The eccentric motion or the negative motion, as some call it, would be letting that weight down in the military press. When my arms are locked out, letting that weight down back to its original location. Holding it up at the top would be isometric. So there are zo- there are different tempos that you can use. I can push it up in one. I could hold it up there for one second, and then I could let it down in two. That would be a one, one, two. One second uh, positive, one second hold, two seconds negative, or concentric, isometric, eccentric. And we have to mess with tempos because it changes what we call tut to time under tension. The more your muscles are under tension, the longer they're under tension, the more stressed they are, and it challenges they are, and it challenges your muscles in different ways. It's proven through studies to help growth, working on eccentric releases, lengthening that eccentric motion when you're lifting. So. Mess with tempos don't just always do one second up one second down you're gonna to have to have it doesn't even have to be on that same day some people like to mess with tempos let's say on their third or fourth set their last set of each exercise or maybe their first set of each exercise and some people just like to have tempo days okay I'm, I'm gonna have a full day where I'm doing everything two, two, two. two seconds up two second isometric two seconds back or two one two or or one one three whatever it is messing with that is going to challenge your muscles and help you grow Dependent upon what your goals are, I'm not gonna give specifics here on what tempos you should use, but you should be changing up your tempo. If your goals are strength and power and hypertrophy and overall advancing your body composition, the, ge- the general things that let's say a lot of guys, but also girls want to do in the general population as far as advancing their bodies and the more sort of vanity type approaches. And number four, the most common lifting mistake. let me run through the first three is, first was finding your peak zone, second was arbitrary rep ranges, third was tempo, and number four is recording person that a big big uh, believer that you should record everything that you do i talk about that a lot i think a lot of exercise should just be you enjoying it and saying i'm I'm about my long-term health and wellness this can't be a task for me but you know recording it can be cathartic for some people it's something they enjoy doing they enjoy looking at the numbers and going back and also if you are someone who has goals in advancing having those numbers is important because you get to look back at those numbers and have an extra variable to look at why am I not potentially advancing? Me, I'm just trying to maintain. I have a child. I have multiple businesses. I use fitness <laughs> to maintain my health. I'm not trying to advance. But in, in, the sh- in the short periods of the year where I am, I will take, let's say, 60 days out of the year to have certain goals. I do write things out. I let's say I I <clears throat> I'll have a sixty day period where every Tuesday I do the Murph and I write down the times I did the Murph. I write down little uh, nuances about my form. Hey, I went wide grip this many rounds. I went regular grip this many rounds for my pull ups. Uh, pull ups. Uh, I did the I did these push ups on dumbbells and they were ten pound dumbbells and I had them slightly angled this way to make sure that I was getting more pec and less tricep and anterior delt. So it's good to write down these things so that you can look back retroactively either right away or down the road to say, what can I tweak here because something didn't add up or vice versa? Maybe everything worked out great and you're like, this was the best program I ever did. Well, you're gonna to wanna to have to written that down because we have sort of a weird amnesia where we pretend that we remember everything, but we don't, right? We we just, we just are very untrustworthy narrators, so to speak, in, in the remembrance of our lives. Our memories do not actually paint a great picture of what went on. And there's a whole you know psychology behind that. But I think what's what's interesting is being able to have that paper in front of you and first think about the numbers you did or the exercises you did, and then look in that book and see where you were wrong to, to remind yourself. That's a, a key and a clue. I, I, there's no possible way that I can remember everything. There's too many things going on in my life. There's too many other weird psychological things variables here that are they're going to shape my memory. So I need to write some of these things down if my goal is to advance because ultimately the more variables that you could assess, the more tweaks that you can make, the more accurate you can be in those tweaks, the more likely you are to get to your goals. So I'm going to run down these one more time. Four of the most common lifting mistakes that the general population makes. People who, are, people who are just looking for a little bit of strength and power and to look better and to build some muscle and to have better body composition. Number one, finding your peak zone. Where is that? It's different for all of us. You want to make sure the most important exercises for you are done when you're at your peak zone here, when you're all warmed up, when you've primed those muscles accordingly, when your heart rate's up enough, when you feel the best inside of your workout. Arbitrary rep ranges, no bueno. Why why are we picking out these particular rep ranges? Uh, If you don't know why, at least you know, go to number four recording and record the rep ranges to see what works best for you, but switch up the rep ranges from time to time and then make sure those rep ranges are associated with your goals. Tempo, which shouldn't just be one second up one second down with all of our exercises. You should make sure that you're messing with the tempo and messing with the time under tension. Again, when you record the stuff, you can see which works better for you and which doesn't, but it's important to switch up the tempo. And number four, as I keep alluding to here, is recording. You have to write down something. It doesn't have to be everything, but but variables and the more metrics that we can look at to say, okay, if I keep this constant and I switch something else up, what's going to happen next time? Uh, You know, the better chance you're going to have at getting to your goals this has been an episode thanks for joining us on the truly fit podcast please subscribe rate and review on your listening platform and feel free to email us we'd love to hear from you social at trulyfit.app thanks again